hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 299, and today we're going to be talking about plans and strategies for 2017 as far as selling physical products on Amazon, off Amazon, and all of that stuff. And uh, I'm real excited because I'm going to have my good friend back on once again, Chris Schaefer, and uh, he's going to actually go through this. We're going to actually do a little brainstorming together here, and uh, you guys can kind of listen in as uh, what we're planning on doing and what we're currently doing. Uh, But uh, hey, Chris, welcome back to the show. What's up, man? (laughs) 2017, man. I know, right? weird to hear. Isn't that crazy Um, to hear? And it's funny because there's there's a a little saying that goes around and something like the older you get, the longer the days and the shorter the years. Yeah. Right. And it feels like it's there. There's no way it's, you know, December 2017 or 2016, almost 2017. Like I remember New Year's last year and it wasn't that long. It was not 12 months ago. Yeah. Right. No, I know. It just it goes it goes so quick. So much has changed in the last year and yet so much has stayed the same, which is is always kind of reassuring as well. So, no, I'm doing great. I'm a little thrown off that it's almost 2017 already. But other than that, I'm hanging in, man. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm excited to have you back. And uh, again, these uh, these shows have been a little bit different that I've been doing when you're on. I've been doing the intro with you on, which is a little different for me. And uh, it saves a little bit of uh, time on the editing, but uh, it, it's kind of cool to have you uh, on the intro and not just having me do the intro solo. So kind of different. But I do have to stay on track here, Chris. And there's one thing that I want to remind people is that uh, if you want to download the show notes or the transcripts, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 299. Again, that's the amazingseller.com forward slash 299. Now, one of the things that we're going to be talking about here today and uh, we're going to be talking about on an upcoming workshop is uh, is really about this whole like how to build your launch list, uh, whether it's uh, to launch your product on Amazon or to also build an email list outside of Amazon. We are going to be doing that uh, on the 28th of December. And this is the first time that we're doing this. It's uh, going going to be uh, something that we're uh, we're going to be kind of, I guess, doing, but we're not really sure how it's going to go. So hopefully it goes well. Uh, but we have, uh, you know, some ideas that we want to share with everyone about this moving forward. So there is a workshop that we're doing. You can register for that by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash launch list. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash launch list list. And uh, that'll be on the show notes page as well. But uh, yeah, we plan on really going through some stuff that we went over in Arizona when we were there at our TAS Breakthrough Live, but also just showing people how to kind of put the pieces together if you want to start building your own launch list. So definitely come check that out. It will be live and uh, hopefully you can make it. And I can almost guarantee you that you're going to learn something. A lot of people that we've shared some of this stuff with privately, they're like, oh my gosh, like that's awesome. And I just didn't see it laid out like that. And it makes total sense. And moving forward with launches and everything, it's going to be more important uh, to, to have your own launch list. So you're not depending on these review groups or anything like that, because as we know, those things have changed, which we can talk about that, Chris, uh, as well. But I did want to wish everyone a, a happy holidays or a Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, I just want to say happy holidays. Uh, it is the 26th that this is airing, which is kind of weird. Uh, but uh, just want to say, I hope you guys are being safe. Hope you guys are uh, enjoying that family time, which you should be. But Chris, how uh, how uh, how is all the holidays going for you right now? I know right now that we're recording this is before Christmas, but how is the holidays going for you up to like the, you know, I guess the, the the shopping for presents and all that stuff? How's that going? 
Well, I already got the hottest toy of the year, so I don't. You know. <laughs> that's right. I remember that. <laughs> oh, that's a funny that's, story. We'll have to you, share you that another hear, time. You, you'll hear a little bit about that at some point. Um, no, it's been good. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really do a whole lot for Thanksgiving, which was different and it was nice. Uh, I'm headed headed up to Pennsylvania officially for Christmas. So at this point, I should actually I'll still be in Pennsylvania because I'll be in Pennsylvania for the workshop as well, which will be a, a little bit of change of scenery for those of you who have been on the the workshops with us before. And I know uh, our buddy Dom always makes fun of me because he said, no matter where you move, you're in the same room, like you know, because <laughs> I moved right. I moved to a new house and my office looks exactly the same. Uh, so it'll be a little bit of a change of scenery, but it'll be nice. I'll get, a, you know, 10 days in with the folks and and my, you know, my friends that I grew up with and all that stuff. So yeah, that'll, that'll it'll that'll have be fun, been sure. a lot of fun. I'm future projecting a little bit, but yeah. I enjoyed my Christmas. I will tell you that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's uh, let's dig in here. Let's uh, let's start talking a little bit about, you know, plans and uh, and, and kind of like the new kind of strategies. And and I think also let's talk a little bit about like what has changed since last year at this time. And maybe you can start with that. Like, what's the thing that comes to your head, um, you know, or to mind that that you see has been a, a pretty big change? The the biggest fundamental shift, I think, that happened in 2016, which, you know, I, you guys have heard me rant about this. I think it's a little overplayed is the the change to reviews. Right. 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 We for about two and a half, three years, were able to really shortcut the review process by using review groups. And that has gone away. Right. So we can no longer give away products in exchange for a review. You can still give away products um, for the most part. You can still get reviews and you can still ask people for reviews, but you can't give away them in exchange for reviews. So we have to change the launch strategy a little bit. And, you know, quite honestly, we're kind of going back to some of the tried and true marketing methods that we were using before we found out about all of these giveaway services. So. You know, it, it's a big shift in terms of mindset for those of us who sell on Amazon. But I think it's actually a good shift because it forces us to build real quote unquote businesses rather than a, an Amazon business, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it makes total sense. And, you know, I had uh, I had Dom on uh, episode 296 recently. And, uh, you know, we kind of uh, mentioned our open brand that we're working on together and the, the things that we're doing there and how we're building these email lists, uh, you know, for for each uh, market in a sense and how we can do this and uh, how it's just even more concentrated in a sense because review groups were always about like just people raising their hands that wanted to get products at a discount or for free for the most part free or a dollar or something like that and you know that was great and all it, it did its job as far as like getting us you know a handful of reviews and some sales but it wasn't the audience necessarily that we were going to be selling our products to in the future and by us doing some of these these things that we're doing now and I mean we we share everything at our TAS Breakthrough Live. Uh, we will be sharing uh, a lot of that on uh, the upcoming workshop on the 28th. Um, but really, you know, it is coming down to like building that email list in a market that you are selling products to. Um, that will be, I think, uh, you know, I think the strategy moving forward. And it's also going to make it harder for people. So if you're thinking like Amazon is you know, saturated with sellers and it's harder than ever to get started because there's more sellers and everyone's doing launches and all this stuff. Well, I look at it like, and I know you do too, Chris, but it's like things have changed. 
but I think that it also made it better for us, the ones that understand marketing and kind of how this whole thing works, because the people that want the easy way or the way that they can just go and kind of dial up a, uh, you know, a review group and then just do a blast or continually do blasts, you're not gonna be able to do that anymore, you know? And if you do, you're, you're playing with fire because, you know, you can get your account banned and suspended and, and all that stuff. So, you know, I believe that this will be uh, something that if, uh, if you're doing it and you're consistently doing it properly, uh, like we will be, um, I think it's going to be a huge advantage for you. Well, What's your thoughts on that? Quite honestly, it's something that you've been talking about since the beginning. When's the first time you mentioned an email list? Gosh, I don't Do remember. Know? It's got to be like episode three or two. <laughs> it's, it's probably I mean, I'm a gonna, while I'm going to click on your start here section on the site and just go back and see because I'm pretty sure you mentioned it in either step two or step three, which is like episode maybe three or four, right? Um, so episode six is step two. That means episode like eight, maybe. Yeah. Seven or eight. You started talking about using insert cards and doing those kinds of things to gather emails. And it's kind of funny that Amazon accelerated this thought process for us because you and I had been working on some stuff in the background to say, okay, you know, Amazon is great. How do we grow kind of beyond Amazon, right? Not not forsaking Amazon, not forgetting about Amazon, but how do we pick up that other 50%? Because for those of you guys who don't know, Amazon.com uh, and .co.uk and their, their associated sites make up about 50 cents on every dollar spent online. So almost half of all of the money that's spent online is spent just on Amazon. But that means there's 50% that isn't. Right. So how do we take advantage of that other big chunk? So we were already kind of working on this stuff. You have a background in, in gathering emails. My background is in, in like large scale corporate e-commerce type stuff with big email lists. And so we like May, June said this is probably something we should start focusing on. And then Amazon kind of accelerated that process for us. But it is your your email list, as far as I'm concerned, if you sell online, anything, physical products, digital products, does not matter. If you have an online presence, your email list is your single biggest asset, period. Mm. Because not only does it help you in the launch process of a product on Amazon, but you can essentially send out an email, a terrible email, the worst written email on the planet. And I should know I've written some of them um, <laughs> and get a response. Mm a good response or a bad response. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is a conversation I had with Dom. I said, even if you get a negative response, you at least get to learn something. You get to learn something from your audience and you get to learn it instantaneously. Yeah. It's an instant feedback mechanism. Yeah. If you get a whole bunch of stop spamming me, you need to figure out how to adjust the quality of the people on your list. Mm. If you get a whole bunch of people to buy the product that you're sending them to on Amazon or you're sending them to on your own funnel or you're sending them to on someone else's site, right? walmart.com, Ratikin, any of those kind of places, it becomes a fire hose for you to drive people wherever you want to drive them. And you get that feedback and you know what works with your audience and what doesn't. So you can start changing your copy and your packaging and all of those kinds of things to reflect what your customers are telling you without having to go out and hire, you know, a consultancy. 
you can learn a lot of those things through the emails that you sell and the response that you get to those, good or bad. So it's absolutely critical in any online business to have one of those lists. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny. Like like I said, I mean, you know, sometimes it takes a good old kick in the butt to get you motivated. I mean, you know, yes, we've been collecting emails through insert cards and stuff like that. And we've been lightly doing some, you know, some uh, list building, you know, for the Amazon stuff, but not as much as, as we should have. So, you know, we're guilty of that as well. But now that it's kind of like, okay, game on. Well, I already know what I need to do. Right. It's not something I need to learn. It's something I already know the mechanics. I know how everything works. I've done it before. I've done it in my own photography business. I've done it in my digital uh, products business with within the photography space. I've done it in in other businesses that I've helped in uh, because it's so darn important. Uh, But it's it's something that, again, I didn't really start pushing until we had this wake up call in a sense, right? It's just kind of, it's just the way we are. We, we all procrastinate. We're guilty of it. We all are. Um, but once you understand it and you're willing to do that now, I believe that's going to give you an edge above, uh, your competition because your competition will still probably want to do the easy route. And now when you're looking at products, you can also see what they're doing. So in that process, you may buy that product and then you may see what kind of follow-up they do. You may see if they're trying to uh, get an email address. You may even see a Facebook ad that drives you through their funnel. And then this way here, you can say, okay, they are doing that. So that may also be like, maybe I don't want to do that product because they're already doing all of this and I'm not going to really be able to compete as well. Why not go after something that's a little bit easier. Uh, so those are some other holes that I'm going to now look at that we're going to kind of try to go ahead and, and see what other uh, people are doing or, or the competition is doing and then what we can do better. The same thing is how we, we look at the listing and see if it's under-optimized, if the pictures are good, if the heading is good, if the bullets benefits, if they're using enhanced content now. Like all of these things are different, I guess, uh, points that we're going to be looking at that we can identify a good opportunity. Um, and it kind of, again, kind of leads into like, okay, so like this has changed. And, you know, you've heard us talk a lot about this, even on the TAS power hours and, and all that stuff. But like the other thing I think that has changed since, you know, the beginning of 2016 is really now that this other change has happened is how to choose products. So maybe we should talk a little bit about that, Chris. We should. Uh, and, and again, that the biggest kind of factor in that, I think, is, again, the change in, re, in the review process, right? We're, we're still looking for the same sales volume, but you want to find fewer reviews, I think yes. is kind of the, the biggest change. And that's something that, that Greg Mercer has kind of been doing for a while. You know, I think he said, uh, what was it like? He wants to find at least one with less than 50. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And his, <clears throat> I always thought he was crazy when he was looking at that stuff. Cause we were looking at, you know, four or 500, cause that's a fairly easy goal to obtain. Sure. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're finding products with less than two, 300 reviews at this point, I think is, is probably where you want to be. And the, the other thing that's interesting is when Amazon cleaned up all of, uh, all of this process, they went through and they deleted a whole bunch of reviews and, and us as sellers, our immediate response is the sky is falling. They're deleting all my reviews. Yeah. But they were also deleting a lot of other people's. Um, and let, let me just let me so just cut in there help. real quick, though, Chris, because on the reviews, if you if anyone goes back and listens to anything that I've ever said about the launch process and reviews is that those reviews that you're getting through a review group are to me, they're temporary. 
If you lose those, do not be alarmed and do not be disappointed because in the beginning you're doing the blast or the, you know, the product giveaway or the promos to get sales, but also to get some reviews, but they're a base review. So that way, when you start getting exposure, you're not just sitting there naked with no reviews, you have reviews. So this way here, people can start buying your products and then you can start getting the organic and the the natural reviews. But for people that have lost 200, 300 reviews and they're all disappointed, well, that's because that's all that you've built your your listing on is all reviews that were given out. And that's what Amazon didn't want. Um, so I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. I've always said that the reviews that you're getting through a, a group are there as like a starting point. So this way here you can build upon them with natural reviews. Well, and that's the, you know, again, the biggest change to that reviews process is you have to have your reviews sequence, your follow-up sequence dialed in. Mm. Uh, and I think... <clears throat> To, to kind of take this back to a bigger point, you know, to to diverge from you know, product research here for a minute, they've, they've rolled out some other things like enhanced brand content and some of those kinds of things. So that combined with, you know, kind of forcing us to build our own email list, I think Amazon is really moving in the direction. And for me, I, I view this as a really good thing of more of a marketing challenge. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yep. Three, four years ago, you could basically throw any product up on Amazon and it would sell. You could have the world's worst listing. And it would sell. Um, And quite honestly, the first product I listed on Amazon had a a terrible listing. Mm -hmm. And we found out about this whole Amazon thing because it just started to sell. Right. For, you know, in spite of us, not because of us. Um, And I would rather have a marketing challenge any day of the week than compete against somebody who can just spam the system. Yeah. Right. I agree. Any just about any product, even some of the more competitive products now have become and will become in 2017 more of a marketing challenge. Can you write better copy? Can you appeal to your audience Mm. both in the listing, in the product that you've created with your manufacturer and in that follow-up sequence to secure that review? Can you talk to them the way that they want to be talked to? And if you can, and you can, you can find out who that customer is and speak to them the way they like to be spoken to, you're going to succeed overwhelmingly in 2017. Yeah. Well, you know, and let me let me just kind of bring up another thing that has kind of happened um, and that we can talk on, you know, talk about here is is the lightning deals. Right. So, you know, it's something brand new that wasn't here in 2016 that was in your it's not new as far as like they they ran them. You could run one, but you had to be accepted. You had to go through this whole acceptance process and all that. Now they have a feature built into uh, your promotions area, your advertising area, where now you can set one of these up if you're if your product is selected, which if you have, you know, a certain number of sales, you will be, and it's not that many, you don't have to have like thousands. Um, and then you'll get this opportunity. Now, when they first rolled that out, they did it as a free option. Like if you, if you, if it showed up, you could use it and you can give as many as way as you wanted and they would do that for you. And it was cool. Then after they got through their beta stage, they went ahead and they said, okay, now we're going to charge $300. That's what it is right now. Currently $300 to run this. And now you have to decide, is it worth it to give that away? You know, how much are you willing to give it away? Because now you're doing a lightning deal. You're not giving away the product at a, at a, you know, a dollar or, you know, uh, $5. You're, you're going to be doing maybe 25% off or 30% off. So you're still getting more money than you would have, if you would have did a hundred unit giveaway, but people still are, they're like, they want to charge me $300 to do a lightning deal. How dare them. Right. Um, and I, I get it, but you have to also look at what you were doing before. Right. So, uh, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? I mean, the lightning deals. I think, I think it's worth trying, 
right? If, if you have one that shows up in your dashboard, there's not really a reason not to run it if it's a product that you want to move units on. Right. Right. If you're going to do 50 make, units, so I don't think it makes sense. Right. But that's that's what I was about to say is you have to make sure that you're going to, you know, at least cover yourself. Right. right? So add three hundred dollars to however many to the, the unit cost of however many units you want for the maximum deal quantity and, you know, do the math and then figure out if if the price makes sense. Right. If they want you to sell it at eleven bucks and the product costs you ten dollars and you only have 200 to give away, well, then you're not going to make your money back. Right. But you then also have to consider the the BSR boost, the conversion rate boost, all of those kinds of things that you're going to get along with it and decide just like you did when you when you were doing a, a free giveaway. Right. Decide if it's worth your time or not. Um, they are an extremely powerful thing. Mm. And uh, on one of the the Friday power hours, we talked about our friend Nick, who uh, had one run on Black Friday. That was insane, right? <laughs> was ranking like in the top handful in uh, in the category that he's in, like top, it was like top 15, right? His BSR moved to like the top 15. Which is crazy. Um, and he actually had a whole bunch scheduled between Thanksgiving and Christmas and had to cancel some because he ran out of inventory. Yeah. Right? That to me is worth $300, right? Yeah. If you're making 50 cents a unit, that to me is worth $300. Because it lets you place a bigger order, it lets you recoup your cash faster, lets you do all of those kinds of things. Yes, it's not your ten dollars in margin that you like to see, but the the associated benefits of that are very much worth your time, energy, and effort. And quite honestly, it's very easy to set up. So I would at least test it as long as it makes sense for your product. Again, just add three hundred dollars or whatever the fee is at you know at the time that you're listening to this. Currently, it's three hundred to whatever your product costs are. And and see if it makes sense, right? If yeah. you come out at break even and you're cool with that, then run with it. Yep. If you're not, then don't. Yeah, I, I think we always tend to look at all of the things that Amazon is taking away, as or as people think they're taking away, and they don't look at the things that they're allowing us to do. You got to remember, right? It's their platform. It's their traffic. It's their merchant uh, services. It's their workers doing the fulfilling. It's 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 them. It's their service. If you want to control everything, then you need to set up your Amazon, right? Your own platform that does all that. And you can through your own website and you, you know your fulfillment center, and you can do all that stuff. But if you want to take advantage of the tools that they give you inside, then go for it. And it's pretty powerful when when you can. Um, but a lot of people say, oh, I can't believe it now. They're going to charge us for a lightning deal. They used to give it to us for free. And I get it. But it's still they're allowing us to get in front of their eyeballs, right, or their customers. Um, so lightning deals, I mean, that's a that's a pretty a pretty powerful thing that we're able to use now. Um, the, the most uh, recent one is the enhanced content that they're rolling out. So enhanced content for brand registered uh, brand owners. And again, something that they're saying, like, we're only going to allow this to be with brand registered uh, businesses. And that may change. It may be a certain number of uh, or how much volume you do in the future. Who knows? But they're doing it to reward the ones that are selling and the ones that they feel that can do better. And you know what I mean? Like, so it's like I look at it like everyone always looks at like doom and gloom and they're like, oh, now what are we going to do? Right. But these are actually some pretty cool things and some features that they're allowing us to do. Are they still going to, you know, uh, make changes that restrict us from doing this, that or the other thing? And the answer is yes. But you have to be willing to adapt. And you also have to you have to also start building your own external uh, traffic and your own external way of collecting money and all that stuff. But right now, understand that you're still able to use this amazing platform uh 
and you get to use all the tools and all that stuff. And yes, there's going to be some restrictions, but there's some pretty cool perks. And I think the enhanced content is a great perk that we're getting uh, access to. Um, and uh, just I think people, again, tend to always look at the doom and gloom. What's your thoughts which, on all that, Chris? Which, which, by the way, the enhanced brand content is, again, guys, something they will be charging for in the future. But if you do it, you know, as of the time that we're recording this, it's free. So take advantage of it while you can. And, you know, it, I, I have to agree, Scott, you know, everybody and it's it's not just Amazon sellers that that have this mindset. It's everyone. Right. It's because it's the, the easy human response. Right. You've you've been around in the Internet marketing world long enough to know what a Google slap is. Yep. Right. And every time Google changes one of the, the things in their algorithm, people get affected by it. And Internet marketers go, oh, no, it's the end of SEO. No, you just have to do it a little differently. It doesn't mean that you don't do it. Right. Right. And right. the same thing here. Right. The I'm actually a fan of them charging for lightning deals. And I know that a lot of you are thinking, well, that's Chris. That's because you already have products that are selling. Yeah. You're no get hate mail, by the way. <laughs> I, I already do. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I get a lot of love from the TAS community, and I, I got a shout out because you guys rock. Um, but you know, I'm a fan of it, and the reason they did it is it's a it's a a mechanism to slow it down, mm. right? Because if they didn't charge for it, everybody would just run lightning deals all the time. Exactly. If it doesn't cost you anything to to sell through 300 of your units at a little bit of a discount, you're just going to do it all day, every day. You're going to think about it. Yeah. Right. The $300, that's a substantial fee if you don't sell through that lightning deal. So what yep. they want is they want you to sell through the lightning deal. And I, I honestly think, uh, one, just from the anecdotal stuff that we've seen, like if you say you put up 100 units, right, and you sell through that, it seems like they immediately offer you another one at yeah. 200. Yep. Right. And I, I think I honestly, and this is just, you know, me kind of spitballing here. I think it's them trying to create scarcity. Yeah, right? they want those lightning deals to sell out. Yeah. And so if you're not going to sell through it, they, you know, at least then they're getting the three hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. So they know how much it's, it costs them to process all of those things. They want to create a little bit of that scarcity around the lightning deals, both for the buyers and for the sellers. And so they they added that three hundred dollar fee. But they they have added so much stuff this year. Right. They changed the way that we do back end search terms. They've significantly improved reporting. It's still not to where I would want it to be. Um, it does, you know, we don't get to see organic search terms. We can only see paid search terms, so we can't optimize. And honestly, you know, I, I know why Amazon doesn't give us that information, but if they did, we could improve our listings and sell even more, mm -hmm. uh, which would help them hint, hint, if anybody from Amazon is listening, um, you know, basic search engine optimization type stuff, but they've improved a ton in the platform. And the, the newest one is the enhanced brand content, like you just said. And I mentioned it uh, a few minutes ago. I honestly think it turns Amazon into much more of a marketing challenge than anything else. And I like marketing challenges because my team and I are of the mindset that we can outmarket anybody, mm -hmm. right? And and previously you couldn't really market on Amazon. It was you had to show up for search. Yes, right. Yep. And that was the only way to do it. And you got you know five bullets, a title, and some photos, and then like this giant block of text. Mm -hmm at the bottom that no one really read. And even if you wrote the world's greatest description, it didn't really help anybody because it was a giant block of text. And now with enhanced brand content, you can tell a story and it's created what what's called in the internet marketing world or the marketing world in general, more of a long form like sales letter or sales page, mm -hmm. right? So people like you and I who like glancing through content, reading headlines, reading bullets, we can actually see bullets in the product description. We can see bold in a way that's meaningful to us and not just a bold 
sentence in the middle of a giant block of text. Um, and you can tell additional stories with images and actually talk about what makes your product better and then show it to somebody. Before, you kind of had to put that in an image and it wasn't always readily apparent. Now, if somebody makes it to the, the description, you can say, my garlic press has silicone on the handle and here's why. You can put a picture of it, show them what it is, and then tell them why it matters. And that can significantly improve conversion rate yeah. for the people who care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, Whereas it's, before it's, you were kind of missing the out on all those sales. Yeah, I, I think it's easier on the eyes for people that like to scan like you or I. It also, uh, like someone had asked the other day about putting video in their, um, you know, in their listing. And, and currently right now, um, you're not able to, or at least we're not able to, um, but you can on the vendor central on side, the vendor. Yeah. And exactly. Side. Yes. The, the, the vendor, um, uh, express side you can, but, um, I'm not sure if they're still allowing you when you open up the account. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into that. Oops. And there we go. This is live by the way, Chris. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so let me get back to it. So what this uh, what this means, though, for me is like, you know what? They might not allow you to put video in right now, but with the enhanced content, they may make that feature available to people that have, you know, uh, you know, brand registered and they have, you know, this this uh, enhanced content. We don't know, but I, I have a hunch that they will. Um, and it might be uh, a certain type of video or maybe a certain length of video. But right now, I believe that having those those nice images with some nice text going down through it, it almost presents itself as a video would where you can put all of these key features in there and benefits and kind of tell the story, even if you wanted to, about your brand and your mission and all that stuff or how the product is better. Uh, so all that stuff is, to me, easier to describe through that enhanced content. Right, because you can write and show the same way you would if you were standing there selling selling a person, right? You know, I, I've said on here a couple times, my first job was selling and selling home theater. You could never really sell someone a TV without showing them the features and the benefits of the television, right? You had to flip through the different menus and show them the different things that it could do. Now you can do that in a constructive way. You can walk them through what makes the product better than your competitor or than a generic product or what you've done to improve it. And you get to tell a little bit about your story as well. And, and quite honestly, there are people who connect with brands, right. right? There are a lot of people who connect with brands. And so if you can hook them with that, they'll they'll buy your stuff no matter what else you say, yep. right? And you could never do that before on Amazon because Amazon was specifically about the product itself. Mm. Now, if you're brand registered, it is a key benefit now, in my opinion, to being brand registered. Right, right. right? The, to me, that would become more of a priority. If I were a, a brand new seller, that would become more of a priority for me in 2017 than it was up until the middle of November 2016. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, well, and that the other the other big yeah. benefit that's come yeah. out of brand registry, and it's probably where you were going to go, I was the the listing lockdown yeah. feature, right? That's where huge. There are a lot of brand registered sellers now who have control over anybody that wants to list on their listing. Yeah, you can't. Right. Just and I've list. seen it yeah. on some of my products. Our friend Dom said it finally rolled out to him as well. Where before, you know, you heard us talk in the past about hijackers and people who would buy a bunch of your product when it was on sale and then list it in, in a retail ARP type fashion or just sell a completely different product, you know, an unbranded generic version of yours on your listing. If you had a top selling product and now if you're brand registered, in a lot of cases, your listing is locked down so that you can approve anyone else. So if you're the only reseller, you can not you can go ahead and not allow them to sell in your listing, which, again, is extremely powerful because then you don't have the worry about hijackers either. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I, I love that. And again, I mean, we we just keep kind of like pulling out these, these new things that have been rolled out and, you know, the review one was a big hit for a lot of people. Um, for us, we kind of, you know, pivoted really quickly to that, but we never really relied on the review game as much as, as a lot of people did. And people that wanted to get into competitive niches, um, those are the ones that are, are really, I think, affected by that. Um, but, but as you can hear, you know, I mean, everything that we just kind of covered and there's, there's other ones too, other small little ones that have happened. But like you said, like these are, these are pretty big changes, but for the most part, they're, they're better for us sellers and for sellers that actually want to put in the work and they want to, uh, you know, they want to look at, you know, these as like different tools that we can now use. Um, just like eBay has done in the past. Like if you were ever sold on eBay in the past, you've seen, they would have updates every six months or something, and it would be a, a change to the marketplace and, you know, you'd have to deal with it, but it was usually to benefit the customers, right? It's going to give them, and also for marketers that are abusing it, you know, however they were. I mean, back when I was selling on eBay, uh, you know, like I talked about before, you know, you had people that you could, you could basically do digital products there. You could do like a digital book and people were doing penny books and then they would get their email address by doing that. Well, that that's abusing the system. So they immediately fixed that, you know, after they seen it was being, uh, you know, kind of taken advantage of. So again, it, it's happening, but I look at all of these as like, these are definitely features to help us as sellers, but it also makes us think differently uh, as to how we pick products. So things are changing. Like I will look at products differently, the criteria differently, um, not a ton, but uh, you know, like you said, the, I think the reviews is a big one. Um, we still want to kind of follow the 10 by 10 by one. If we can, um, we still want to find products that can sell, you know, 20 to 45 to $50, somewhere in that range. Uh, we're still looking at all of those things. Just a review thing is like, we want to find items that are selling, uh, well, you know, we say, well, 300 a month or more at, and, and still only having like, you know, a hundred reviews or maybe 200 reviews at the most. And then this way here, we know that we can launch the product without having to do a huge, massive promotion or giveaway. Um, and then we're going to also see if it's a market that we can build a list into. So like, uh, you know, we talked about it on, uh, uh, episode, uh, let's see here. It was, uh, I did it with Dom. It was a uh, 296. So we talked all about the open brand that we're working on together and how we're building like email lists for these certain markets and niches. And that's really for us, that's a, that's a new way of doing it moving into the new year. We've already started it, but that's really what's going to be our main focus and finding those products that fit into those. And it almost gives us a little bit more freedom to pick products. Like Dom was saying, uh, he was saying like, you know, before it was like, once you created that brand, you felt like if you seen something that was a good opportunity, you really couldn't launch it because it didn't fit in the brand. So you're kind of restricted, um, being with the open brand mindset. Now we're able to just plug it into a brand and then, or even just start a brand new one underneath the main brand. Um, if that makes sense. So, you know, as far as us going forward and Chris, I want you to just maybe give a little bit of, I guess, uh, your thoughts on this and kind of like what your feelings are. And I, I kind of know what they are, but I want you to let everyone else know, <laughs> but, uh, I want to wrap this up, but I want to just let people know, like, so for 2017, especially people that are just starting, like, what would you say? Uh, well, like, would you say like, you know what, it's, it's, uh, a still a good opportunity, but this is what you should do. Like, what would you give that advice to someone just starting? Well, I would still say hashtag just start. Yeah, um, right. That, by any stretch of the imagination. And it's funny, you know, we, again, we talked about the the changes to reviews and the process. And the thing that's funny to me, and I keep saying it, 
is three years ago, we didn't use review groups. We build our own lists or we use somebody else's. Right. And so that's kind of the biggest change for new sellers is they, they have to go back to what we had to do three years ago. Right. And find somebody else's lists or build their own. Right. And so, you know, I think it's an excellent opportunity still. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because I sell on Amazon and I see the opportunities on a day to day basis. I'm saying that because of all the people that we talk to that say, you know, I somebody like like a bill who had looked at six or eight different products and then had his wife do the touch list thing. Yeah. And found a product that sells. Yeah. You know high, high dozens to hundreds a day. Yeah. Depending on the time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We hear these stories all the time. I think it's an excellent opportunity. There's still a ton of room for new sellers. And I think with the review change, it actually opened up a lot of spaces that I would have considered to be too competitive before based on just the total number of reviews. Right. Um, And it's something that I noticed even with some of my products is I am doing a little better because a lot of my competitors got their reviews knocked down and, you know, the real quote unquote reviews that they had weren't so great. The promo reviews that they got were great. So their stars disappeared. You know, they, they went from four stars to three stars or five stars to three stars. Um, and that really opened up a lot of opportunity. And now looking at new products that, that we're sourcing and, and some stuff in the open brand, we're selling with no reviews. Right. Right. And yeah, we didn't even crazy, have a follow up right? sequence on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was a mistake. That was a mistake. We missed selling, that. You know, dozens a day. Yeah. Yeah. Of that, of one of the products in the open brand that you were just talking about yeah, with yeah. no reviews. Yeah. So it still absolutely is an opportunity. And if it's something that you're interested in and you, you haven't taken that leap of faith yet, try it. Yeah. Right. If you have, you know, even if, even if it's the AliExpress method. Yep. Right. Try it and see what happens. Yeah. You know, if you don't have, you don't have, you know, $5,000, don't worry about it. Sell some of the stuff that's laying around around your house, get a couple hundred bucks together and just pretend and. I think you've heard me uh, you've heard me tell this story before. My mom's going to kill me. Um, but she she always swears that Las Vegas security people are still laughing at her. Right. <laughs> because when she and my dad were in Vegas a few years ago and they decided they were going to gamble and they put, you know, they said, we're going to spend twenty dollars on the slot machine. I know big spenders. Right. Yeah. Right. So the first the first time my mom pulls the lever, she wins 80 bucks. And this was when Las Vegas was still they still did quarters. Now they do like tickets. Right. Yeah. She counted out $20 worth of quarters, put them back in her purse, and then they played on the 60 bucks, right? But they were looking at that $20 as kind of throwaway money. It's, it's fun. It's, it's to try it out, see what happens, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then whatever happens on the back end, it's 20 bucks. Right. Same thing here. If you have, you know, some, everybody has some stuff around their house that they could, they could sell. You can get a couple hundred bucks together. The AliExpress Express method for four or 500 bucks. What do you have to lose if it was money you didn't have to start with, right? right. If, if it's, you know, you sell the old printer you have, an old TV and, you know, a chair that you're not using for a couple hundred bucks and you go buy products on AliExpress. If it works, great. If it doesn't, it was money you didn't have two months ago. Yeah. Right. So, so try it and you will be shocked at what happens. Well, you'll learn. I mean, the, right. the big thing is here, you'll learn. And I just want to, I want to mention this. And I, I mentioned a little bit on the open brand uh, that we were talking about with Dom on his episode on, on 296. But, uh, you know, Dom is, uh, he's pretty confident that he can pretty much help anyone make 
like $500 to $1,000 just by cleaning out their garage, their attic, their office, uh, their house. And uh, we're going to actually do something here uh, in the near future. Um, I don't know an exact date yet, so I can't say it. But we are working with Dom on something to help people that are just getting started, that want to just get their feet wet, and uh, maybe do a little bit of retail ARB, online ARB, or even just some thrifting to make that first $1,000. And uh, again, hashtag just start. That's what we're, that's what we're doing. We, uh, we are going to do an episode here, um, maybe after the first of the year, talk a little bit about TAS Mission 2017, kind of like what we plan on doing there, um, how we can help more people. Um, because the hardest thing for people is to really just get started. And uh, sometimes they think they have to just start in the private labeling, and they don't. They have to just get started and learn the process. And you'll be amazed at what you learn by just doing it, like listing your first product or even just listing something on eBay, right? Like just listing something and understanding the process. So um, just want to put a little teaser out there. We are going to be uh, doing something with Dom. Um, so look for that in an email or a podcast. Uh, so uh, we'll be definitely mentioning that. I'm pretty excited about that because I think we're going to be able to help a lot of people um, do that. And that is just start. Uh, so Chris, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. This has been good. Uh, again, I just wanted to kind of go through and kind of flush out some of the new things that have that have come about since uh, 2016 last year because we're approaching 2017. And I know that next year at this time, we'll probably be doing something similar to this and we'll be talking about the changes in 2017. So (laughs) there's always changes. um, But right now, um, I'm just going to kind of go through real quickly our plans. uh, And I say we, that's you, me, you know, Dom, you know, the people that we're working with is really to find products that are serving a market. Okay. But they follow those rules of, yes, they meet the 10 by 10 by one, but they also have a low number of reviews, so we don't have to do a huge promotion. We're going to be building email lists inside of these markets and these brands, and then we're going to be doing our own launches when we need to, when we launch a product. We're also going to be working on doing some external funnel stuff so we can also drive Facebook ads to our offers and build an email list that way and all that stuff. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Again, we'll talk more about that on an upcoming episode, but that's really what we're we're planning to do and I'm excited about it because again it's something new in a sense to where we can kind of get in there and figure stuff out and then I can share it with you guys. So Chris, is there anything else you want to wrap up with uh, that you're excited about or things that you wanted to mention here before we wrap this up? I think I just wanted to recap real quick. Long story short, if you guys are not currently selling or you're looking to launch new products in 2017, which you should be, uh, you know, biggest difference, it's just going to be a little bit more work. Right. You, you have to go find a list rather than the, the giveaway groups, but it's not all that different. The rest of the process stays the same. You can still find all those products that meet the 10 by 10 by one. And then you can start to look at some of the external stuff that we're talking about doing, like building your own funnels, building your own sales list. But get up, get selling on Amazon and then pivot to that stuff. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, so here's what we're going to do, guys. I'm going to remind you guys, if you want to know a little bit more about how to do this external list building for your launches and for you know getting your product kind of up and going, um, we are going to be doing a workshop on December 28th. This is going to be brand new, something that uh, we haven't even shared yet uh, other than at our TAS Breakthrough Live. Uh, so we'll be sharing some of that on this workshop. If you want to attend that, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash launch list. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash launch 
list. You can also find that link on the show notes page, which you'll find the transcripts and all that stuff there as well, theamazingseller.com forward slash 299. And uh, I think that is all that I needed to remind you guys on. I did want to just say have a happy, happy new year. And uh, I will be doing one episode before we actually head into the new year. It'll be December 30th. So that'll be an Ask Scott session. So if I don't talk to you before then, have a happy holidays. Uh, Be safe. Chris, I want to thank you once again. And uh, let's go ahead and close this out the way that we always do. I want you guys to remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris, you're going to do it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Take Take action. action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.